Hey, this is Little Sims, and you're tuned in to Odell's Roundtable. Stay locked. Peace. This is Alita. You know, Prince is just one of those talents that is unmatched. I can't even begin to explain how he touched me at such a young age. I remember my dad jamming to Prince songs on the radio back when we were living in New York. And, you know, his favorite phrase, like all dads do, was, Y'all don't know anything about this. You kids aren't up on that. And so on and so forth. But... Listening to him, and as I grew as a musician myself, I was able to recognize that not only was this guy super talented as a singer, he was super talented as an artist in general. He played every instrument under the sun. Who plays the Fender bass? Seriously, who? He he was just so ridiculously talented, and I... I was able to feel things that I didn't know existed at that age. I didn't know what it was like to have love that was lost, but I understood what he felt just by listening to his words. And that kind of impact just can't even be replicated. He was so talented and he was just so amazing. And one of my biggest dreams was to meet him and just shake his hand and share artist secrets and maybe even hair tips but alas that won't happen for us and I'm just so sad about it like my heart sank when I heard about Prince's passing just you know rest in peace Prince just keep blessing us from beyond the grave your music will live on eternally and I'm so grateful that you came out as an artist because of what you've done for everybody Again, this is Alita for Odell's Roundtable, signing out. What's going on, people? It's your man, Odell, a.k.a. known as Art by Odell for Odell's Roundtable. And, you know, I've been been on gone for a little while, you know, been on a little siesta, you know, been been down there at Old Man Johnson's farm, you know, hanging out, you know. Everybody's been, where's Odell been? Where he been, man? And I do apologize for that, but we are back, back on track. And I had to come out and do... A special episode, uh, you know, with the roundtable, do a lot of talk about relationships, do a lot, of, try to do a lot of one-on-one interviews, and we had a passing of a great, great artist, you know, Prince Rogers Nelson, and uh, you know, we just had to call everybody up, and I said, hey, we we gotta do a special episode. I want to talk about it. Want to talk about you know what Prince meant to me, what he meant to other people. Uh, even got some audio from different friends, things like that, because, you know, it just kind of happened all of a sudden. Wasn't able to get everybody in the studio, but I definitely had to record something. But I got audio from, shout out to Tierra and, you know, 
my girl Kukila, Alita, Petrina, my brother J-Force, all that wrapped up. But before we get into those audio clips, I actually wanted to talk about a couple of things. But I do have one of my good friends, one of my brothers in the house. He actually uh, is a huge fan of Prince as well. I got my brother Ray for now. Say hello to people, Ray. What's up, people? This is Ray on Odell's Roundtable. Getting ready to give my thoughts on Prince and what he meant to me and his music and life. So we'll get to that part later. All right, okay, look at y'all comfortable and stuff. Watch out, I'm gonna try to turn the Rafers round tape. <laughs> but nah, you know, looking at it, man, when you think about him as an artist, right? Someone who played with 27 instruments, um, but, you know, the sex appeal, the style, all that kind of stuff. It, it, it's, it's mind boggling today when you think about the performance, you think about the mystique, you think about the artistry, all that he put into it. Uh, and the relationship he had to his craft. Because I think right now a lot of artists don't have the same kind of relationship to their craft like Prince did. You know, not just getting a whole bunch of people in the studio and making it sound good. He was in the studio making it sound good because he was playing the guitar, because he was playing the keys, because he was writing. He was collaborating with different people. What, 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 how do you feel about that, Ray? I, can, I feel the same way. I mean, he meant so much as an artist, uh, just basically creating his own style, his own persona. He had his own vision of where he wanted to be and where he wanted to go. And, you know, he, he stepped out the limelight. He didn't want to be like Michael Jackson, so to speak. He just wanted to be Prince. He wanted to just carve out his own lane and stay in his own lane. And, you know, by, like you say, his performances, his style, the way he dressed, the way he spoke, he kind of had like a certain secret like mixed to him, like he didn't want people to know who he really was. All he wanted you to know was his music and how he performed. And he could tell the passion that he put into his music on each album. Exactly. When you, when you talk about that, uh, the myth, and that's the thing that a lot of people, especially on this day as we, you know, as it's passing, uh, you know, is the myth of Prince because he did leave a lot to the mystique. And he was in a time where, you know, it wasn't 24-7 news cycle at the beginning. And, you know, I think that was part of the allure was the mystique because, you know, Prince wasn't selling albums off of Scandal and things like that. He was selling albums and music off of his work, off of his craft. Now, you know, he might have been in little scandals and things like that, but when you think about it, it really was more of just assumptions and things that where he'd just be at award shows and nothing. I mean, he, he really was about his business and i think that's the thing that gets a little lost but also i i just want to touch on you know he was more than just a musician more than just a songwriter i mean you think about the songwriter and he wrote songs for shaka khan for uh sinead o'connor the time i mean it's on and on and on but what he did revolutionary wise in regards to music and being independent and fighting the large labels. And, you know, he had what I call a kind of like that quiet confidence, that, that subtleness, but it was hitting you right in the face. I mean, you think about the whole Tom Warner thing. And for those who don't know, I mean, you can look that up, but, you know, he was in a very embroiled battle with Tom Warner, a uh, music label, then preventing him from having his independence and doing his music. And that's where he created the whole symbol, you know, and the artist formerly known as Prince. But then he would also 
uh, perform, and he would write the word slave on his on his cheek. I mean, <laughs> that, that see, people talk about gumption and, and making a statement. Here he is. I mean, he was on the Today Show. They show they have performances recorded him on the Today Show with slave written on his cheek because he was yep. making a statement. You know, what do you think That's about true. that? That's Prince. I mean, at that time, he was so embroidered into the, the battle with Warner Brothers that he didn't care, you know, what they thought. He wasn't trying to toe the company line. Mm. He was like, look, this is my music. I'm going to do whatever it takes to protect it and own it. But at the same time, it was crazy. He was going to battle with Warner Brothers over his music, but he was still putting out quality work over and over and over. So it didn't affect him in the studio didn't affect him in his performances. I mean, he stayed the same. And that's kind of amazing. Well, I think when you look at him, you know, someone who plays 27 <clears throat> instruments, someone who performs, songwrites, there is no you taking an off day. Like, it, I think that's the thing about someone with Prince is that, you know, you get in the studio with him, you work with him at high level, and you're right. Like, that's the thing that we look at now, right? A lot of times when people, somebody else putting the money up, People show out, but when it's time to put your own money up and stuff, sometimes people kind of pull back, but that was not the case. When he had to put his own money up, when he had to do his own thing, there was no drop-off in service. There was no drop-off in thing. Now, speaking of that, you know, I never had the pleasure to see Prince live. I, you know, I would, that, yeah, that's an interview that, you know, I, I would love. You know, Matt Lauer's got to interview him a million times, but yeah. I didn't get to with that. <laughs> Neither here nor there. My brother Rafer is sitting here, has seen Prince in Atlanta, not not one of the last performances in Atlanta, but he actually has seen Prince perform. Now, walk us through that for, for some of those who have never had a chance to actually just walk into an arena, see Prince get on stage behind a, a microphone and a piano, and, and it's, it's, it's share that with the people. Well, it was back in 04 in Atlanta um, at that time. He previously performed like two times doing all his old songs and he came back by popular demand and after the first concert the word around the city that you know he pretty much killed it did a great job so he came back did another show same results everybody was happy they were like please come back and so they said he's coming back to Atlanta a third time so I was like I can't miss it because I might not get this chance again so to make a long story short um, um, my homeboy and I got to Phillips Arena, <laughs> and at that time, we realized, like, man, we're about to go see Prince. This is crazy. <laughs> so this is like something that's been, for me and probably for him, too, a feeling that's been going on for years. Like, man, we're nice to see Prince. And, of course, you know, Michael Jackson. Right. You, know, you see those two guys in person. But, you know, we walked in Phillips Arena, and he asked the lady where our seats were, and she pointed down to the floor. So we went Ooh. to the floor. <laughs> And we sit in there like, wow, I can't believe it. Like, it's kind of like some crazy tension building up. Like, I can't believe I'm about to see Prince. Right. Like, I've seen this guy on videos and seen his concerts on TV. And I'm about to see him with my own eyes. So, but anyway, the time came out, opened up. Everybody was excited. Then when they left, uh, Prince came out with his band. And Phil Serena just went crazy. I mean, it was just <laughs> absolute nuts. And... Crazy thing about his performance, that's the best concert I've ever seen in my life, but the best thing about it, uh, he told his band to take some time off, so he gave them like a 30-minute, 40-minute break. Mm. And while they were in the back or wherever in the arena, 
he did like seven, eight songs by himself. Wow. He didn't need this band. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's just looking out for them, but he didn't need them because he did so many old songs by himself. It was just crazy. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. Wow. And when you say that, what's kind of eerie about that? When you talk about that, that performance in Atlanta at Phillips Arena, and you said how you know he gave his band a break and he just performed. Well, we think about uh, some of his last show, performance shows were in Atlanta at the Fox Theater where it was just Prince and a piano. True. Where he had no band. It was just Prince on stage with a piano and playing his hits. And, you know, for him to leave Atlanta, got sick, he had to do emergency landing or whatever, stop. And, you know, it's just it's amazing for all that to come full circle like that. I just... uh. You know, we're not going to be here too long. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure everybody in Mama has all kinds of things to say about Prince, but I had to get on here and, and talk about it. The main thing I, I want to say is when you talk about the commitment to the craft, uh, the commitment to your own personal style, and, and that's some of the things that some of, uh, you know, Tierra and Petrina and everybody, you'll, be, you'll hear their audio as well. They talk about that as well. This brother, he didn't conform. He, he, he. You know, for me, somebody who grew up in uh, Oklahoma and in Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta and stuff like that, I always kind of struggled with being a cat that wanted to major in art and wanted to draw and, and talk and stuff like that, and, uh, you know, radio and everything. But, you know, you look at somebody like Prince, he's a great role model. Because Prince is like, I'm going to do me. And he was unabashed by it. And he did not worry about his critics. He did not, he worried about work. He worried. It's like Prince battled Prince. And that's the lane you want to get. You want to get into a lane where you look in the mirror and you really say, this is my competition. And it seemed to me, that's what Prince did. Because Prince was not sitting around worried about what R&B music was going, where pop music was going, where rock music was going, where artists were going. He was worried about what can I do next level for Prince. And I think that, you know, so many hits, uh, I don't, I don't know if I could just put my favorite. I, I, I give the last word to you, Ray. What, what do you want to leave the people with? I just pretty well, I'm pretty much want to say you know, we definitely missing an icon. I know a lot of people are still shocked and probably remember where they were back in the 80s when these songs started hitting radio and watching MTV. But I agree with you. He was in competition with himself. He wanted to be the best. Uh, he didn't care about nobody else. And just looking at his biography, I think the first time I saw him was in 1999, Little Red Corvette. <laughs> and then from that point on, you know, he made an album year after year. But one thing I like about Prince, every album was different. The sound was different. His style was different. And it wasn't nothing, you know, like similar or previous to like his previous albums. True. And that's tough because a lot of people are cookie cutter artists mm. and they don't sound you know, different from their last album. Some albums may sound pretty much the same when they come out with a new album. They might change the sound a little bit, but this guy, the whole sound was different. His dress was different. It just, everything was different. Like, just for a brief example, after Purple Rain, I remember people saying, I'm sure a lot of people remember too, like, what he's going to do now? This is his best album. <laughs> and then he switched and came out with Around the World in the Day and went Paisley. Yeah. So when he went Paisley and came out with Raspberry Beret and Pop Life, that was a total different sound from Purple Rain. And it just he just kept going and just trying to better himself and 
he was like, I don't want my new album to sound like my last album. Right. And that's just goes to his passion and his discipline. Exactly. Exactly. I want to thank Rayford for joining me on the round table today, sharing uh, his actual concert experience of being able to watch the legendary Prince live. Uh, I want to say that, you know, we all think we've, you know, uh, tried to talk to a girl or guy or something listening to Prince and having a good time. We all thought we've uh, we played air guitar on Prince songs. We've all tried to sing Purple Rain and karaoke and, and When Doves Cry and, and think we're doing something. But uh, definitely, uh, you know, we lose some legends uh, this year. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a been a rough one, man, between Bowie, between Maurice White, um, Fife Dog. That one still, that one still hurts for me, man. Rest in peace to Fife Dog. Uh, but Prince, man, we just, we, I just definitely had to record something special for it. I had to show my respect uh, for the artist, for the craft, and I appreciate you listening. Keep listening. Like I said, we have audio from a lot more people uh, sharing their thoughts on the great purple one and we are out right now like i said stay tuned odell's roundtable yo this is iman omari and you vibing with our bio dale pippin this is tia trina and i'm speaking today april 21st 2016 and today prince rogers nelson made his transition and sometimes it snows in April a song that he brought forth and was really somber and prophetic this brother this man who was so different but so daring to be himself inspired me and as a matter of fact it's funny I had to get up and I had to go get a drink I had to do something I had to be busy because I didn't want to sit and not recognize what I know and that is he is an amazing entertainer amazing he was phenomenal he was a baller he was a musician he was an actor he was a singer he was everything everybody wanted to be and he dared to be himself and I will never stop loving Prince just like I never stopped loving Michael those are my two favorite and I have one left um, but I want to say that my favorite song was Strolling. And it's not your typical Prince song, but it was just a happy, upbeat song, just about being alive and taking a walk and being with somebody special and just realizing life. And I thank him for that. And I will forever love Prince Rogers Nelson. That man is amazing. And may he truly, truly, truly rest in peace. This is Tierra Clemens with Odell's Round Table. I will say, so some of the comments that I, I, I've, I've seen dealing with the Prince death, um, I saw somebody hop on Facebook and basically say, oh, now everybody's Prince fans now. I, I didn't know that this happened. And, and to me, even though that I probably wasn't a fan by definition, I feel like somebody like Prince was so immortal to me like I didn't have to post his videos or his pictures every day or his music every day or talk about him every day to be uh to become some type of fan I think that to me Prince was music 
and he was real music and i i i feel like anytime a, le- a legend like this dies it's so important because people need to realize what music is and who came before the miguel's and and the beyonce's and and you know everybody else that people are you know so so hot and and bothered over i I think that to me prince it means music and he he's such a cultural influencer to me prince also meant meant um not being ashamed with being yourself and and letting everybody get with it or get lost. I mean, my man Prince was wearing blouses and heels and had the hair vibing and going and he was still fucking bitches. Excuse my language. But he was okay with that and so just him being okay with that made everybody else okay with it and and, and still fall in love with what he does and his passion and his work and his music and to me he was such a cultural influencer not even just about the music and so in the same vein that we love Michael Jackson the same vein that we love Whitney Houston and the, the great legacies the good thing about legacies is that legacies never die and I am glad to have been around for something like this so we can continue to to keep Prince alive and and what he is so rest in heaven Prince and again this is Tierra Clemens with Odell's Roundtable this is cool Keela checking in for Odell's Roundtable and I am reminiscing on Prince Prince Rogers Nelson I think it was 1984 Purple Rain was out I was in elementary school learning how to play viola and my mom knew I was, you know, pretty much a little musician. Purple Rain came out. She and my aunt went to the theater to see it, came back and told me, no, you cannot go see that movie. And I didn't understand. I didn't know why. Then she wound up taking me and my sister. I think a cousin went to. And when we actually saw the movie, we had to cover our eyes on the part. I later saw the part where he's grinding on the speaker, which is so funny to me because uh, I didn't care about that part. It didn't even bother me. I didn't think anything of it. I was just, you know, mesmerized at his musicianship and him playing the piano and the guitar and the story and everything. And I loved my uncles who were teenagers. They used to love, you know, they had the Prince albums. They had the Time albums. So I knew the music and I was learning how to read and play. So I was just, you know, mesmerized by that. I didn't care about the sexual aspect, I really didn't even understand it at that time, but I remember that's probably one of my very earliest Prince memories uh, before I got in the music business and, you know, always going to concerts and shows and seeing him live, but oh, he will definitely, definitely, definitely be missed. Wow. What's going on, peoples? It's your man, J-Force, representing the Beats and Lyrics Show, jforce.com. Beats and Lyrics Show on Dash Radio, a lot of other entities and things of that nature. But yours truly, J-Force, first and foremost. Definitely want to uh, send out my condolences to everyone, man. We lost a, we lost a great legend, man. We lost uh, Prince. Prince's uh, passing reminds me of my own mother because uh, back in the day, man, my mother was a big fan of Prince. She was actually one of his earliest supporters uh, of his music and used to play his music around us when we were younger. 
In fact, my mom, you know, uh, back in the day, she used to take us. It was not uncommon, man, being like six or seven. And our mom would take us to some movies that were considered to be R-rated movies. And in fact, we saw Purple Rain when it first came out. Our mom took us to the movies and we saw Purple Rain when it came out for the very first time back in the day. Uh, so definitely we're going to miss uh, uh, the music and life and legacy of Prince. And, uh, you know, like I said, his passing reminds me of my own mother, man, uh, and so many great memories, man. We we made love to his music. We got married to his music. We celebrated births uh, of family members to his music, and we partied to his music. So uh, definitely rest in peace to Prince. And that brings us to the end of this edition of Odell's Roundtable. I want to thank everybody for, you know, doing this on the fly, like I said wasn't a chance to get everybody in the studio. We had to just get uh, audio from different people, but I thought it was very important because I wanted to pay respect to who I feel, like I said, is a true modern-day legend when we talk about Prince. Uh, also, I want to thank, of course, our regular roundtable members like Tiara and Alita and uh, Petrina as well, but also a uh, huge shout-out to my brother Jay Force. Also to Cool Keela and to my brother Rayford for joining me. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, on Instagram at ORT Show. And please, please, you know, if you enjoy the show, help us out. Get involved. Do a favor. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Make sure you comment and rate it. It does help. Trust me. Every comment, every rating helps. Subscribe. Also, we're on Stitcher. Also, we are on SoundCloud. But uh, get involved. You can email me at the show at uh, ORT show at gmail and uh, more episodes coming on um, on a regular consistent basis I appreciate everybody rocking with us until next time peace